Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Um, team updates from a from a player standpoint, um, you know, coming off of a tough rivalry game, uh, we didn't play our best. You know, the guys, for the most part, are in good spirits. Had a solid Tuesday practice yesterday. Um, you know, we had to acknowledge a lot of things in our in our meeting on Sunday that, you know, we, that's the first time this year we really came out and got kicked in the teeth. And we didn't, you know, we didn't have an we didn't have an answer for the for the other team. So hats off to Augsburg and Coach Lamker for doing a good job. But you know, some of the some things were imposed, self-imposed on us. But that's that's a little disappointing. You know, second game in a row we start out with an interception, first throw of the game. So again, man, you know, and everybody knows my saying on here. I'm not going to repeat it, but you know, we got to be really smart with what we're doing with the ball in the air. Um, so we'll we'll get that cleaned up. And they did a good job doubling Charlie Wilson and. We gotta have an answer for that. You know, I did I did I gotta take full responsibility. I can't blame on the offensive coaches. You know, I've been doing this long enough that, you know, if they take away your best player who's leading the lead was was leading the country in it touchdowns and uh was third in receiving yards, like they Augsburg said he is not gonna beat us and that is exactly what they did and we didn't have an answer. So that's on me. We gotta get that's that's coaching. We gotta get that figured out. Uh, but it's good to be in that situation. I can look at it both ways now. We haven't been in that situation where we've had a dominant player like that to be taken away. So we'll make the necessary adjustments and get ready to go uh, play a, a tough uh, team up north in Concordia. And the coaches, for the most part, are in good spirits. And, you know, they're trying to, you know, find a way to um, do some things offensively. That's going to be a little bit different. And then uh, defensively, um, you know, they're, we're, we're doing some good things, but we got to be a little bit better to help ourselves out. So. Well, let's talk about that early interception first off. It is, is, as you mentioned, second week in a row that on the first possession there's an interception. Is this something where Alejandro is just trying to make a big play or are they reading this? Or what are your thoughts on kind of leading to that? Early? Yeah, that's, that's a fair question. Um, it's one of two things. <clears throat> one, him and Charlie have built up a good rapport uh, where he feels like, you know, we're trying to get a big play early. And uh, two, you know, he, he misread the coverage a little bit. Didn't think that kid was going to be able to – the safety from Augsburg was going to be able to get over the top. And, and the kid made a good play, you know. So, again, that comes down to coaching, us calling plays that are not necessarily – I wouldn't say designed because there's some things in our offense where if Charlie gets press coverage, he's, gonna, he's, gonna not gonna, he's not going to run a short route into press coverage. He's going to run the deep route. And that's what happens. So what I got – the challenges for me in the offense of coaches is, hey, let's stop calling things that push him that can – he has the option to go deep. Like let's get let's get him some balls underneath. So so that's on us. Um, not not all on Alejandro. It's a whole team team effort. So I'm excited to get back to work today and you know continue to keep working on this offensive game plan, defensive game plan, and and then get ready to roll. The, the very close game in the first half, they seemed to pull away in the second half. And as you look at the way that that, that they were able to control play in the second half, are there some areas that you take away from that that you go, okay, here's some specific spots we need to be focusing on so we don't allow a team to roll in a way like that? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 that game was just a that game was just a weird game. And there are some specific things, you know, just defensively, you got to be able to you know, you got to be able to get yourself off the field, man. We dropped the interception. Um, you know, we we this was one of the first times in the first five games where we busted a coverage, meaning there were two touchdowns scored where we have defensive backs, hands on the football, contested balls. Again, I tell my guys when I'm recruiting DBs, coaching DBs, hey, man, if you are in the neighborhood slash contesting the ball, Coach Taylor will never get upset because, again, it's a 50-50 ball, all right? But when we have – a a situation where we don't have somebody in the middle of the field and we're supposed to have somebody in the middle of the field and the ball gets thrown in the middle of the field, that's when I have a problem and an issue. So, again, like I say, they, they did a good job 
but you know it's not necessarily a lot of things that they did. It's just an exe- they out executed us on on some things. And then you know we knew Kate Sheehan could run around and a couple third downs. Then he ran around and killed us, got the first down, and kept kept the sticks moving. So um, so yeah, you got to be out of living. We got to learn from it and, and, and keep going. So. Nicholas Vasco had a breakout game for you. Do you see him having a more enhanced role in the running game now? Very, so here's the deal with the Mayak, man. First of all, very very appreciative of the way that that young man has worked since the time he's gotten here. Got here as the fifth-string quarterback. Never complained. Uh, never said, hey, about, hey, I want to play. Whatever, right? A couple running backs get dinged. His, actually, his roommate, Trey Guerrero, gets uh, um, hurt a little bit a couple weeks ago. Malik uh, Malik Wynn gets hurt in the Carlton game, um, and then you know we're looking around like, hey, this kid is running around um, doing some things in practice, so we put him in there. And I mean, that's his first collegiate game to rush for seventy-seven yards. I mean, I'm very, very, very excited about that, man. He's been the way he practices. I think he's going to have a good game now. Concordia's got a tough defense, and I'm sure they're going to be geared to stop our run. But I'm excited to see what this guy can do, man. So yes, absolutely. Alejandro with a pretty tough day for you. How, what are you looking for out of him mentally to respond to coming this week against Concordia? Yeah, just looking for him to one get back to get back to playing with a um, high confidence level. Not that his confidence is gone, but again, you start to start two games out with interceptions, man. That can mess with a kid's head for a little bit. And we meet every Monday. And I think he's doing good. He had a good day yesterday. We've got to be able to distribute the ball all right the way we need it distributed. You know, it can't just be the Charlie Wilson show. There's going to be a time for that. Um, but just, you know, understand when you play against good defenses, um, it's, it's, you know, things move a lot faster, man. Those safeties fly over a lot faster. So not making excuses for them, uh, but I am looking for them to just to distribute the ball uh, to other guys. Uh, we have other capable guys, uh, maybe not as good as Charlie, but they're capable. They are capable, and they have shown, and they have shown that in-game venues that they, can, that they can make plays. So I'm looking forward to that. Seeing if we can't move the ball on the ground a little bit. Everybody on this, hopefully, everybody listening to the show know that Coach Taylor loves the ball on the ground. <laughs> Players you wish to acknowledge from this past week's game? Definitely Nico Vasco, um, freshman, fifth string quarterback turned running back. I mean, very excited about him and his growth and development, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, special teams wise, um, felt like. Um, Gosh, um, drawing a blank. I felt like um, the leaders did a good job, special teams wise, <clears throat> and then defensively, um, Evan Miller was pretty active on the on the front line, man. So just very, very excited about his uh, fifth year football ability. You know, just him being playing for five years in the trenches, for him to still be able to move around, you know, it, it's good. And I, I do want to acknowledge a couple guys that don't get a lot of acknowledgments. Um, it's our scout team guys. You know, this week, Chris. Uh, um, Chris Kujawa um, from Park Cottage Grove did a great job um, on Charlie Wilson all day, and you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and then um, uh, William Jones did a good job as a scout team tight end for us. I want to acknowledge those guys. I probably should start acknowledging our scout players every week on this show because they did a good job. Well, let's talk about this week. So you face Concordia two and three uh, this season. A couple of tough losses for them recently. Your thoughts on this contest? Ooh, man, this has always been a very interesting program to me. Um, you know, again, with me being here as long as I have been, they always have they always have large humans up there. Um, they always are well coached. It's always a tough place to go play. Coach Aran does a good job. 
has a lot of former players on his coaching staff, so the continuity up there, um, it matters. Um, they're big. They're strong. They, they know their scheme. That's now, these last couple of weeks, and even well, I guess I wouldn't say Augsburg offensively was a juggernaut. They just had really good players and a smart quarterback. Um, but, you know, Concordia, is, you know, they're going to be in 10 personnel, meaning one back, no tight ends, four receivers. Um, they're going to be in some very simple formations, two-by-two, three-by-one. But they just do their stuff really, really well offensively, man. And they don't have anybody really standing out. The, the, the leading rusher is the quarterback. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, the leading rusher is the quarterback, you know, so they will run him a little bit. He's big, he's strong. Uh, we played against him last year. Um, but they distribute the ball really well. You know, they got two, uh, two receivers with 20-plus catches, um, a big guy, um, and then they got a little small guy that's a possession dude, and then they got two other guys they feel good about. So it'll be a good challenge defensively um, for us. And then offensively, man, their defense is, hasn't changed. Hasn't changed much since I got here in 2013. And they're going to be, you know, between mixing it out three down, four down. But their coverage, their, their structure in the back is always quarters. I mean, they're going to be quarters. And they ask those safeties to, to, to fill the run. And they always got solid corners. And they always got a really good second level, meaning the linebackers are always really good downhill, can run sideline to sideline. Um, and then they have a they, – they've traditionally always had – traditionally they've always had two or three big people up front that are really good. The number 99 this year is – He's, he's active. He's very active, man. So our offensive line is going to have to be ready for a good battle up front. Well, let's talk about their quarterback for a minute because, I mean, he's been their offense this season. So <laughs> if you look at this, you're, you've got to figure your defense is going to have their hands full in this contest. Yeah, and it's always tough. You know, it's always tough <clears throat> when you're facing a quarterback that can run. Just like we – again, this league, and I, said, I think I said it three weeks ago, this league, I'm very – I'm so – this is – I'm so impressed with the quarterback play in the league this year. Like, it's really good. Not a lot of interceptions. Every, for the most part, everybody can run. Um, they're all smart. Obviously, we're all at high academic schools. But it's just really impressive, the quarterback play. But, yeah, this guy is, I'd say, 68 to 72% of their offense. So we're going to really have to, um, you know, have eyes on him. But the problem is, you know, when you, just like happened last week, when you, when you do a great job in the back end, these dudes can hurt you with their legs. So we're going to have to have our, our quarterback rush lanes are going to have to be um, – we have to be very intentional how we rush the quarterback, when we rush him with five or six. Um, if we're rushing with four, the four guys got to know this is where he can get out. Like, it's, it's, it's very calculated. Now, they've given up 36-plus points in each of the last two weeks. I understand both those opponents are pretty good, but you've had some success against uh, – similar opponents as well. So are you feeling like there are some things you're seeing where your offense should have some success against them? Yeah, and nothing to, to, not to take anything away from uh, Concordia, but, you know, from a scheme standpoint, you know, they, they are pretty – we've seen some trickier schemes with Carlton and, and, and St. Olaf. So there's going to be some opportunities, but it, it's going to come down to can we hold up up front. I mean, like I said, their, their front seven are really, really good. So if we can hold up, you know, it's gonna, we, I think there's some opportunities for us to, to get some things in the pass game. And then we've got to be able to run the football. You know, we can't just be one-dimensional, drop Alejandro back 30 times. Like, that's, that, that's, a, that's a recipe for uh, disaster. We've got to be able to balance, run the ball, run the clock, you know, and, and drives with kicks, not interceptions or punts okay. Uh, I, really, I mean, I, ideally extra points what you want. Field goals are okay, but a punt is okay. You know, I mean, I've got to make sure that he understands that and, you know, and then we can use, play some field position and choose some clock because this is a good football club. Although their record's two and three, it doesn't. They're they're good, man. They can play. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Terrence. Uh, he says, 
now that you've talked about the fact of Charlie Wilson needing some help from the other receivers out there to help balance and ensure that he's not being double covered, who are you looking to step up and really be that guy to provide an extra avenue for your quarterback? Yeah, well, we got a host of characters back there, out there, man. I mean, Eric Finning went has showed that, um, you know, he can make some, some, some timely combative catches. Um, Sam Pachuda. Um, has, has, has stepped up when he's gotten an opportunity. I know a lot of balls are going to Charlie, but Sam Pachuta is a guy that we feel like is capable. Um, Alec Ralph is a guy that we feel like is capable. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, those, I would say those three are the ones that are going to really have to, really have to step up and see if we can't, you know, give another, be another, be another option for, for, um, Alejandro. Next up is Bruce who asked, he says, you're a former defensive player yourself. I'm curious how hard it is to keep the defense motivated when you watch the offense struggling and not able to move the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we always talk about, you know, let's let's keep our eyes on our on our luggage, right? What does that really mean? Let's keep our eyes on our work. You know, so there's a lot of things defensively that we could have did to keep to have kept that game closer. I, mean, I highlighted us being a, us being a, having a post player in the middle of the field. Um Dropping the interception, like so, those we guys got to handle our business, man. We can take care of our business, you know. Things will be fine. So, yeah, it, it is tough, but you know that's that's the psychology of being a head coach too, and dealing with eighteen to twenty-two year old young people, man. It's, it's keeping them motivated, and you know I don't think we ever lost the fight um, in the game. It's just you know that, that one was just a weird game that got away from us. So. I like focus on your luggage. That's an awesome one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next is Tom. He says. Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all undefeated, all in the top six. Who wins the conference, and how many of those three do you think make the playoffs? Mm. Well, who I want to win the conference, everybody that listens, hopefully know I'm, I'm a Penn State guy, but, man, Michigan, they look really, really, really good. So, man, Michigan and that Michigan-Ohio State game is going to be very interesting. So, um, I, I'd say Michigan probably. I think Michigan's a really, really, really good football club, so. And do you think any of the other teams make the playoffs? I, I, I think Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Yeah, I think Ohio State will get into as well. I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up we have uh, Mac, who would like to know, how do you think Georgia got to be such a powerhouse? They seem to be at the top of the rankings every year now. Well, that's a combination of a couple different things. All right. So when you're talking about, taking jobs and understanding recruiting areas. Georgia is a very fertile recruiting area. I don't know. It would be interesting to see how many Florida kids they got on their team, but I bet I bet it's about 85 to 90% of their kids are from Georgia. Um, it's really good football played down there. And then when you top that with elite coaching, you know, Kirby Smart coming from um, under Nick Saban's tree, I mean, you, you, I mean you, that's, 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 a, that's just a – that's a storm just brewing right there, man. So that was the, that was the perfect time for Kirby Smart to leave, to learn from Nick Saban, and then leave and 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 to go with uh to to go do his own thing with a very fertile recruiting area. So um, that's that's how that's how they they, they got that good. Our buddy Andre returns as we head to the NFL and says, "Big win for the Eagles." Uh, what I'd like to know, Coach, is how legit do you think the Forty ers are? Yeah. I think I said I think I said it on this show before, man. Whenever you're dealing with the pedigree of you know coaches, kids, and you know I love when we get coaches, kids on our football team. But when you get a coach's kid as a head coach, uh, Kyle Shanahan has been around it and can lean on his dad. And I mean, just think of all the avenues he was he was allotted 
at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, right, when I'm running around in the streets of South Jersey with the Penn State football, that guy is in the office, football office in the NFL, you know, <laughs> watching guys draw plays and concepts. And I mean, he's just so sharp. He's good. They're really good at running the football. I think they got a very capable quarterback, cheap right now. They got a great defensive scheme with Coach Wilkes out there, um, you know, coordinating the defense. They got good players. I mean, I, again, obviously I'm an Eagles fan, and, and but the 49ers, man, they're, I think they're the real deal. Next up is Darius says, don't you think it's time that fans realize the Vikings wasted their money on Kirk Cousins? This guy simply can't win the big or close game. I don't know. I, I know people are hard on the Cus- or Kirk. Um, I know they are, man, but I still believe in that guy. I'd be interested to see if he finishes the season um, with the Vikings. I think so. I think they're going to trade him, try to get some pieces now that um, Justin Jefferson is out. But what do I know? That's just my common sense. I don't follow it that closely enough anyway, but <clears throat> I think that's what's going to happen. But I still think Kirk is, is capable and still has some years underneath his belt. But, again, like I said, man, yeah, you got to be in those those environments, and I'm not. So Next up is Jerome. He says, Coach, you got to be excited because the Twins are looking like they might make the World Series. Your Phillies are looking like they might make the World Series. you got to be in baseball heaven right now. Oh, man, it is actually – I was sick. Uh, I, I was able to watch the Phillies game two nights ago. <laughs> man, that guy hit the ball. Bryce Harper thought it was uh, going to hit the wall and bounce off, and they doubled him up to end the game, man. That was, I was sick. You usually don't see that much. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's fun kind of watching the Phillies battle this thing. Hopefully they can get through this round to the next one. And obviously, like you guys have always heard me say, although I'm a Philly fan through and through, man, when things are going good, when the Timberwolves are good or the Vikes are good or the Twins are good, it makes just being in the city cool. Like, I'm excited to see uh, the Twins um, try to make it on to the next round, man. So we're, we're, I'm, we're, I'm definitely pulling for them. Trisha would like to know, who is a musical artist that you really enjoy listening to but are afraid to admit it to others? <laughs> well, I'm not afraid to admit anything to others, um, but I'm a big, big Big fan. I, I, I'm a big fan of um of there, there's a rapper uh, by the name of Nas N A S. I mean, he was just actually here in the Twin Cities, and I probably should have. If we'd have won that Augsburg game, I probably would have went to the uh, the concert. But you know, I'm not I'm not the, the funnest person to be around after losses. So, um, but I mean, I'm a big fan of Nas. Um, you know, obviously Bob Marley has passed, but I'm a big big fan of all of his work. Huge fan of all of Michael Jackson's work. Um. I'd probably say, and then maybe uh, you know, there's a there's another rap group out of Lox, Lox, out of um, out of um, uh, Yonkers, New York. I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, shucks, uh, Tupac. I'm a big fan of him. Um, and not just to stick into the rap genre, but I'm a big fan uh, when it comes to country music, like Little Big Town. I love that group. They're they're so soulful. I love listening to one of their albums. Um, yeah, so. I'd say those are some, some those are some people that I, that I enjoy, and and not uh, embarrassed to say that I like them. Isaac would like to know, Coach, pumpkin spice, yay or nay? Yay, pumpkin spice is, is definitely cool. Yep, absolutely. Yay. Adam would like to know from you, uh, who's the best Halloween monster among vampires, mummies, or werewolves? Vampires. Oh, definitely werewolf. Definitely wolf. Definitely the wolf. I definitely go. I definitely go with the wolf. Absolutely. 
Randy says, Friday the 13th, Coach, are you a superstitious guy? I'm superstitious, but when it comes to Friday the 13th, that's just, a, that's just another day for me. But I am, I am superstitious. I'll, I'll wear the same socks after a win or I'll wear the same, you know, the same watch or the same sweatshirt or so, but hasn't been working much this year. So I, I definitely tried it. So. <laughs> and what are our words of wisdom for this week? Oh man, the words of wisdom for the, for the, for the squad this week is, is a chop wood and carry water, meaning, right. Just, just stay singly focused in on your job, control what you can control. Um, and let's go up here and, and give these guys a fight, man. If we go up there, you know, the goal is to go up there and try to get after them a little bit, and not sit back and react. We want to, we want to be the aggressors, and it's tough to go up there and be the aggressor, but that's a challenge for the guys. Let's not, let's not, let's not be um, passive. Let's, let's go be aggressive up there. So, fantastic, Coach Taylor. Thanks for joining us this week. All right, thanks for listening. Well, let me welcome Jake Cunningham to the show. Jake, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. So, Jake, let's first of all begin with why was Hamlin the right choice for you? Um, yeah, so back about four years ago now, um, most of the schools that I was looking at were in the Mayak Conference. Uh, I knew I did want to go play football. Um, at the end of the day, I wanted a place that was a community and a place where I felt welcome. I genuinely felt that the first time I was at Hamlin, and it was a pretty easy decision after that. And what is your major at Hamlin? Um, I'm a double major. Uh, I have a history, and I'm going to end up with uh, uh, elementary education, master's of teaching. Oh, right on. Do you have a favorite era in history that you like? Ooh. if, uh, If you were to ask me this, about before I started my capstone project, it probably would have been World War II history. But I've had I've had some real interest in Civil War history. Uh, <clears throat> I like I like specifically looking at U.S. history right now. Very interesting. Excellent. Excellent. So let's talk about a little bit about Hamlin football this season. So I know coming into the year, Coach Taylor thought the offensive line was going to be a big key to the success of this club, and you guys have really delivered. Talk a little bit about with us about how you guys have gelled as a line. Yeah, I think a lot of that starts um, with the January off-season workouts um, coming in with one collected um, goal in mind, uh, coming together, knowing we have to be the best group we can uh, when we're on the field. Um, and then a lot of it goes to Coach Harris, too, uh, being able to have an NFL mind, um, teaching us every single day, pushing us. Uh, his standard, obviously, is a little bit higher than what the rest of us are used to, so it pushes us <clears throat> to our best uh, potential, especially when we come together as a group. Um, and we got a, a lot of guys that are willing to learn and willing to work hard, and it's pretty easy to get along with guys that are like-minded like that. You know, I think one of the most enjoyable parts about covering football is the offensive line guys are always the funniest people and the whole team. So, so tell me a little bit about you and your line mates. <laughs> yeah, we do have a funny group. Uh, Especially, that's what, that's what's also awesome about college football, everyone coming from different walks of life. So we got we got boys from California, we got boys from the Midwest, we got we got all different <laughs> all different energies coming around. Um, we have a really good group. They know they know when to mess around and they know when to joke around. 
and they know when to lock in and get work done. Yeah, it's definitely an energetic, fun group. Uh, who is it that just gets everybody rolling? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'd say, I have to say my boy, number 74, Donovan Harless. He's, he's a funny guy. He gets us all going. Um, and also I'll say Coach Harris, too. Coach Harris is – he'll hit, hit you with one of those jokes and not laugh, but then re- you realize later on that was really that was a really good one. Well, what kind of guy are you then on that line? The uh, I like to I, I like to be a little bit laid back. Um, I try to be a lead by example guy. Um, especially Coach Coach Taylor always tells us this: if Coach Taylor's messing around, you know that's a time when we can mess around. If he's if he's straight and he's acting proper, that means we should be straightened up and acting proper. Um, so I like to do that for my guys, uh, especially on the field. Uh, I probably have a little bit higher intensity than the average uh, individual. Um, but off the field, I like to be laid back, um, listen. Uh, I like to people observe. Um, yeah. There's a program that has really been looking to try to reestablish themselves after a few decades of kind of struggling out there. And what are your thoughts about where the progress of Hamlin football is going? Yeah, um, so especially in my last four years, um, you definitely feel uh, what we're creating here, and it's definitely felt like it's towards a positive uh, end goal. Um, I might not be able to see it, um, what we're creating, but I know that it's going to end up becoming something good. We have, especially we're being developed right now by a bunch of young players. We're being a bunch of second years and third years stepping up, becoming the backbone of this team this is what we're coming to is we're building a group of guys that are going to grow up and be great human beings but also setting the baseline here for years to come about what the standard what the culture should be at Hamlin that's fantastic and with all those young guys there how do you try to help them to integrate better into the Hamlin community yeah I think the big thing is letting the young guys know that I was where they were at one point and I probably had it less figured out than they did or they currently do. Um, being a guy that those guys can go talk to, listen to advice. Um, I've got advice to give, but I don't always choose to give it because a lot of times it's for their situations, it's just better to listen. Um, we go through a lot in college and especially the first year. There's so many things being thrown at you, um, and especially the first time you hit adversity, it's hard to know what to do when you uh, hard to get out of that situation without having guys to rely on. So I understand and appreciate that, and I just try to be there for all my teammates and make sure that we're all going towards the same direction. That's very wise thinking. I like that very much. Awesome. This week, uh, big game traveling up there to Concordia. Not the easiest place to play. So, what are your thoughts on this contest? Yeah, um, yeah. Last year, I still got bad bad taste in my mouth. That was that was a hard loss, really hard loss. Um, I'm feeling really confident. Um, I feel like we have a group of guys that genuinely believe, genuinely believe in what we got here. Um, especially added to the little bit, little bit uh, of the storyline, having that it's their homecoming. Um, that's gonna rile our guys up a little bit here. Um, 
And I, re- I feel really good about what we have. Uh, they're a really physical team. We're also a physical team. We just need to be able to attack on um, both both dimensions on, on the offensive side of the ball, and I think it'll be a really good game. So, Jake, let's end on this. Why is it good to be a Hamlin Piper? It's good to be a Hamlin Piper because, uh, ooh, let me go. Let me go with because you're making a positive impact on your community and a positive impact on Hamlin for years to come. That's fantastic. Jake Cunningham, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me.